My name is Brian, and today is Wednesday, August 30th, 2023, and this is episode 508 of the Lots Project podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode's titled Balancing Act, Juggling a Day Job and a Side Hustle, and it's brought to you by the Blockstream Jade. I'll be helping you with what work, work, life, or even work, 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 life, um, how to get that balanced out, how not to uh, to drown in that uh, side hustle madness, especially as it takes hold of you and you start enjoying it. Um, yeah, just throw some tips out there. We'll talk about what, uh, what a side hustle is, uh, the ways that uh, you can decide to get into it, and then how to balance it with that J-O-B, uh, depending on what those goals are. So we will do that in a little bit, but let's uh, first grab... Great start to the day, guys. Great start to the day. I guess after my internet, uh, after my internet comes back, we will uh, we'll keep going with this, and we'll chat a little bit about what we got going on today and yesterday, and what you guys got going on. Um, what's in the cup today? I got uh, some FTO Blonde Espresso. I can't get my notes out of the way, so I can see if my internet goes out. That's always lovely, and then see the comments too. Interesting. So this is going to be fun um how's it going this morning guys it's uh it, it's going sideways already this morning for me so um let's see what we got going on in the comments here hopefully everybody's doing good gingerbread farm says uh <laughs> i asked some people to put uh put their side hustles in the comments in all caps i was going to share them later i'm just going to star them now but if you're watching the live um go ahead and uh jump in jump in and and put your side hustle in the in the comments in all caps i'll share them later after we get done talking about the top the topic of the day but uh yeah there's some interesting ones in there already good morning pip how we doing forklifting in a hurricane you don't get hurricane days off in florida uh pips at work this morning there's a hurricane rolling into florida i guess it's not directly coming at you uh, but what is the what is the protocol down there for hurricane days? Do you ever get the day off? Do you ever get to uh, to stay home and uh, get schlockered in the in the house after you you board up all the windows? That's what everybody I know when the hurricane was coming. That's all they did was buy a bunch of liquor and uh, and sit home and get hammered. But it looks like you are forklifting and uh, and back with butcher in the house uh finally making it to a new um finally making it to a new uh podcast format third day in a row third day in a row and he uh, he finally decides he wants to show up he must uh, he must be out of balance with his work and his life figured he'd show up yesterday with um with that coffee episode coffee episode went really well um and i think that um 
I think that anybody could really use it, whether you're uh, whether you whether you're drinking drinking a nice uh, a nice custom roasted small batch bean uh, in a French press, or you're drinking Folgers in your drip brew in the uh, office break room. I think any of it could help anybody, and I was really excited because um, my coffee guy, my coffee guy, listened to the episode yesterday, and he came back and he let me know everything I said was uh, on point, and that's um, that that's a good boost. That's that's really nice. Um, someone with as much coffee knowledge as he has, uh, I feel like I know uh, a little bit, but he makes me feel like an amateur for sure when we uh, when we talk about coffee. And so the fact that he was able to run through that and um, run through that and and say that I, I was accurate on everything that makes me really happy. Uh, I've been putting a lot of work into getting these outlines in and uh, fact checking my own stuff. I guess fact checking is a word uh, a word de jour right now and things that people are always doing. So I fact checked that stuff and it came back good and so I went with it and I was right. I was right. so that's good. I, uh, I I'm that makes me feel better uh, moving into this new format where I'm, I'm laying out these outlines and uh, things are coming across well. So how are you liking the new show, uh, the new show format uh, up front, just kind of getting getting settled in, getting some coffee in my system, chatting with people in the in the live chat and then rolling into that for uh, pretty much the three quarters, the last three quarters of the episode. So excuse me, let me give me some coffee here. Then weird morning. Uh, I uh, I woke up like an hour early, out of the blue. Like eyes popped open, uh, wide awake. One of those things, like oh, it's probably a minute or two before my alarm goes off. You ever have that where you wake up before your alarm, just like barely before your alarm? And um, so I woke up and I checked the time, and I was like, holy crap, I got another hour I can sleep. And so I, I closed my eyes and I started to fall back asleep and instantly I like woke back up and I was like, what is going on? Yep. For an hour, for an hour straight, I, uh, I laid there and, uh, and went back to sleep, woke up, went back to sleep, woke up and I'm kind of in a weird situation in the, in the trailer. Um, man, if my feet hit the ground, Corey's up. So like I decide to get up for the both of us. When she gets up, she decides to get up for the both of us because the dogs get up. And when the dogs get up, they think everybody needs to be up. So, um, <laughs> uh, so it's it's one of those balancing acts. And then you know the morning the morning bladder's full. Uh, you sit there wondering if you're going to be able to make it make it to the bathroom. All of those things running through my head. But for the next hour, I laid in bed um, and couldn't sleep. So little off this morning, a little bit off, and um, I'm trying to get that coffee flowing, and then right out of the bat, hit that internet snag, and yeah, you know, throw things sideways, but anyway, what else we got to talk about here in the opening? Um, after that feedback yesterday, I was I was all excited and, uh, and pounded out a bunch more work on the show. Uh, I think I'm caught up through I, almost the end of the week here having everything prepped up and starting on next week so it's exciting i like the new format i like um the streamlining of things i like the help i'm getting with ai and and that kind of leads to tomorrow's episode is um 
is for you content creators or even people that consume content that's wondering what's going on in that world. Maybe you're starting, um, maybe you're starting some content creation and wondering what tools you can use. But tomorrow I'll be talking about embracing the AI revolution and how AI is affecting content creation everywhere from helping to um, completely taking over. So we'll jot through that. We'll run through that. I'll, uh, I'll share some personal things that I'm seeing, uh, some things from some other content creators I network with that uh, some things they're seeing and um, some things to look out for, some things probably to look out for in the future and uh, maybe my, my, um, my predictions on how things may go. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy for sure that uh, probably won't get it right. But uh, on that prediction, so there's many people smarter than me pulling the strings. But that's tomorrow. AI, uh, AI revolution here in uh, the content creation world across the across uh, all fields. Though it's really coming in, uh, but content creation is what I chose to focus on. So. Backwoods Butcher says he still doesn't know how he feels about it. It doesn't matter how you feel about it does not matter how you feel about it it's happening so um yeah Le let me see what else uh so yeah I, I had a bunch of office hours yesterday i got caught up with a bunch of things uh i was told you guys yesterday that i had a bunch of appointments on monday um 30 minute consults and uh meetings with some people about some uh, some projects that possibly work on things of that nature and uh, it went really well but it was nice to get caught up I'm still um, <laughs> I'm still uh, managing that calendar. I've never I've never run a calendar where people um, book appointments on my calendar. I've always been in the role of booking appointments or uh, getting invite requests to somebody else's calendar. So I've never set the blocks of availability. Um, it's uh, uh, it's different. It's different saying. Well, I'm available between this time and this time uh, and then have it completely book up and go, oh, wait, that's usually when I do this other five things. Uh, it's it's really an, an odd balancing act. I think it, it comes along with like the side hustle balancing act. I could probably learn a lot from uh, from my own episode today. But uh, yeah, uh, Monday was was a very. I shouldn't say non-productive, like all those meetings were absolutely fantastic. And it was great meeting everybody that I did. Um, the information sharing, the value sharing was fantastic. But um, the medial uh, work, this the stuff, the everyday things, I um, I had to pack them in or preload them. So I think I have to adjust that uh, adjust that calendar availability. And uh, we'll get it. We'll get it. Um, um, we'll get We'll get there. We'll get there. I don't know. I don't. Know. It's just uh, it, it it comes in waves. Is is something that I've noticed. Pip weighed in on that hurricane day question. He says, uh, as far as hurricane days, it used to be if Disney was closed, the shop is closed. Yeah, Pip is there in um, right near Orlando, so that would make sense. Disney is like um, I think they control everything there. So if you figure Disney uh, isn't going to make enough. Um, isn't going to make, make enough money to be open, then uh, you're not going to be selling any cars. Gingerbread Farm says balance and sleep are overrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes I feel that way. <laughs> I've had a couple times here in the last couple of weeks that uh, I've been really motivated 
and wake up at like two in the morning, um, midnight, 11 o'clock, whatever. I'll fall asleep and I'll wake up and I'll be like, I got to go to, I got to go do some work. And it's, it's unreal. Like I, I am dead tired. It's middle of the night and, uh, you know, the appropriate feelings of being asleep and waking up in the middle of the night. But I have this, like, I should just go do some, do some stuff, <laughs> like force myself to go back to sleep. So, um, Backwoods Butcher says, if you're doing content, it's a full-time job on its own. Yes, it can be for sure. Um, Rachel was talking. Rachel, it, actually, Rachel, yes. Indiana Homestead Conference. My uh, my community member here, Rachel, uh, from Rewilder Life, is uh, presenting at the Indiana Homestead Conference here coming up this fall. If you are uh, available to go to that, you don't have any other plans, you're in that Indiana area, you're definitely going to want to swing in and check that out. I saw it posted this morning. I didn't have enough time to grab links and information and all of that. And uh, as soon as I do, I'll, I'll mention it some more for sure. But uh, Rachel, thanks for dropping that over there. If you can shoot me a message on Telegram with uh, the, the conference stuff and what you got going on there, I would I would gladly share it on socials and on the show. So. I, uh, I appreciate you being here all the time and uh, there's nothing I, I would love to just, uh, I mean, it's easy for me to just talk. So send that information over. I'll definitely get it on my notes to talk about in the next few days and uh, when it is and where you can get tickets and things like that and what you're presenting. So thanks, Rachel, for being here. Um, getting up here, getting close to... Uh, getting close to 15 minutes where I want to really cut off as a hard line for uh, getting around in the morning. So like I said earlier, if you got a side hustle, you're in the, and you're in any of the live audiences in the YouTube audience, Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter, you got a side hustle and uh, you want to share it with us. You can throw it in all caps in the, in the, in the live comments. I'll star them and I'll circle back and talk to them when we get to the end and, uh, and wrap up the topic. So, but anyway, guys, uh, you know how you're always looking out for tools to make that side hustle journey a little easier if you are uh, on the, the path already. And if you are getting ready to get into side hustling, I have uh, I have some things to tell you about crypto. But you want to make it more profitable. You want to make the journey a little easier. Well, I want to introduce you to the game changer for when you get paid in Bitcoin. It's the Blockstream Jade. It's a hardware wallet. It's not just any other Bitcoin hardware wallet. It's a next level gadget. It's got a full color screen. It's got a camera. It's got um, it's got a connective connectionless transfer. Uh, you can hook up with Bluetooth. You can use a cable. You can use a camera. There is all sorts of cool little technologies. I'm working way my way through it. I'm really diving in and understanding it. I have outlines made for how-to videos, functionality videos, and I'm diving into the security issues a little bit more just to have my ducks in a row before I bring them to you and recommend them. I do recommend them, excuse me, until I can thoroughly explain it to you for people that want more information. I am using one currently. I do recommend one. So if you want a Blockstream Jade, if you're interested in holding your Bitcoin when you make it on your side hustle um, and storing that away, packing it away for a, for a rainy day when uh, we get that next bull run, definitely check out the Blockstream Jade. There is a link in the video description, in the audio description, on the blog post, uh, and you can get 10% off using discount code The Lots Project. So check out that link, head on over, grab a Jade, Put in the discount code, get a discount, and uh, 
then if you need help using it, reach out, reach out. I should have those videos coming out soon. If you don't see them, definitely reach out and I can walk you through it. No problem. So starting to hustle and you want to collect uh, cryptocurrency and stack those sats, have some place to keep them secure, grab a Blockstream Jade, your bank account will thank you because it won't be getting larger with that fiat fiat trash and you'll have a nice little hardware wallet securing your wealth. Gingerbread Farm says I should do a video with a truck driver. <laughs> I will. I will, man. Um, no problem. I, I have to get mine out first. Like I was saying that um, the schedule is is getting weird and um, it's it's coming to light. And that really leads into this topic. Uh, burnout, uh, side hustles, running side hustles, and and also having a full-time job. I'm not quite in that situation right now. I am, uh, I'm kind of all side hustle. <laughs> I'm all different, um, different avenues. They're all kind of meshing together. But typically, typically people have that day job. They have that nine to five. And there's a few different reasons why people get into side hustles. So um, one is you need a little extra cash, not making ends meet. Maybe the day job is falling a little short. They cut your hours, uh, things like that. It's it's straight financial necessity that uh, that precipitates starting that side hustle, figuring out what that side hustle is, um, and and really to 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 lay it down. A side hustle defined is just another job, a second job. People used to call it their second job. People used to call it their, I guess, second job. If, if it's another J-O-B is, uh, it would be a second job, but your side hustle, man, usually you're, you're spinning it out yourself. It's going to be smaller in scale. It's going to start from zero uh, and you're going to build it up. It's um, <laughs> Gingerbread's farm says your ex took all your money, uh, things like that nature. You need to spin up some extra cash. That is one reason uh, people get into side hustles. A second reason people roll into the side hustles is really developing a hobby. Uh, they have a hobby, you have a hobby, and you've identified a mechanism to monetize it. You've, you've done something your whole life. You've acquired a skill. Maybe you just started a new skill. Maybe you just... Um, Maybe you just uh, learned a new skill. You went and uh, and you made a new knife. You forged a new knife uh, with a professional uh, blacksmith. You know, you took a little class and you really enjoyed it. And your knife turned out awesome. And you have a little knack for it. Uh, you go home. You buy your forge. You start messing around. You make knives. And you can only put so many knives in the in the cupboard. You can only have uh, so many that you give your kids or your friends. And all of a sudden, you realize, you know. I got about five bucks into this and my time, and I'm really enjoying this skill. Maybe I should start selling these for 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, or whatever. Um, coming out of a hobby and a passion is another place that side hustles come. Uh, it's, a, it's a great place. It's a great place to discover them. And we'll talk about it in a little while when, um, you know, when that motivations, when that motivation drops off and you're pushing yourself a little bit to keep it going. Um, those passion projects really, really come off good. Um, 
And then the the third main reason people get into side hustles is development, personal or, or professional development, excuse me. So the uh, the last one would be more of a personal development, hobby, skill of that nature. Professionally, um, it's 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 been it's been documented. There's there's quite a few people that that go into learning something for a professional development and it turns into a side hustle. Say you are at your job and uh, one of your jobs is to create spreadsheets and you go, man, I really, I, uh, I really need to learn how to do this better. So you take the time, you invest in yourself and you learn, you go to YouTube, you uh, take a course, you do whatever to professionally develop yourself. You, you're developing those skills for your main J-O-B. Out of that, you realize, hey, I could do this. I could do this. I could make spreadsheets for people. I could make trackers for people. I could do this. And you spin out a little side hustle out of that professional development you did because you had a job. So these are the three really main areas that um, that side hustles come out of. Again, needing money, necessity, financial necessity. I need to come up with something. I need money coming in. That's not really the best way to come about it. Um, normally, side hustles take some time to build. They're going to be a smaller income. If you're going into it for financial gain, you got to be really, really careful on what you uh, what you choose to do. Um, and uh, man, as they say, nothing, nothing, there's no get rich quick stuff. There's no get rich quick. So you, um, Gingerbread Farms here, exactly. It says, so say you're a firefighter and you need a CDL to drive a truck. You get the CDL and start driving truck on the side or end up driving truck full time. But yes, yes, uh, professional development skill like that. Um, you know, I was just mentioning that there's no get rich quick. I mean, I guess there are. There's a one in a million chance. When you're going into a side hustle for extra money, out of a necessity, that um, that can be a slippery slope. It can be a slippery slope. You really have to 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 slow down, make your decisions methodically, really evaluate that you're making your decisions correctly, um, and not motivated by getting there, getting that cash the quickest. Um, there's no motivator like an empty bank account. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. When you start realizing that uh, man, you're going to have to be a slave to the man some more. Uh, you make some irrational decisions. You make some decisions that probably aren't the best and well thought through. So that is the sticky point going into it for the money. The passion is the best. Um, but you also have that balance on the other side of the fact that you're doing it because you love it. Uh, sometimes you don't focus on what the value is because you're getting value back from the hobby, from the thing you're enjoying. So the financial aspect of it kind of... Uh, it fades into the background and you might not value yourself enough and realize how much you're doing. So those two can be sticky. And as far as professional development, usually you're doing that to, uh, to increase wage at the, the main job and it spins out. So if you can uh, spin something out of your professional development, especially if you enjoy your job, especially if it's something that you do, you don't mind doing, you just kind of don't like it for, uh, for some reasons. Maybe it's because you're not doing it for yourself. Maybe it's because your boss is a dick, um, whatever. Spinning it out of professional development, getting paid to learn a lot of the times is a fantastic idea. Um, so 
check it out. Check it out. Look into those three different ways to figure out why to start up a side hustle. Um, so those are the three main the three main reasons why they come out. Now, here, here's here's the thing. It's a side hustle. It's it's extra side. You have your main job. Usually you're working eight hours a day, you're working 10 hours a day, whatever you are, you got commutes, you got all your normal daily things. These these little jobs, these extra streams of income, these these small budding businesses you're building have to fit in along with those. They um they're going to occupy a lot of time. There's a lot of stuff when you're starting up something from scratch. Um, maybe even if it's a set and go system, uh, like there you go. Here's an example. Uh, I just recently launched the the comfrey the comfrey business in a box system. Now, I kind of I built that from from the beginning. I I, I recognized I recognized a need for some extra financial uh, some extra finances coming in some extra cash coming in. Uh, I identified a product that I heard about through someone that, uh, man, you can you can make some money just cutting this up in and, uh, and, and selling it. And at the time, I had a full-time job. I had a farm. We were, we were really stretching time thin. And I said to myself, you know, uh, the more I look into this, the more I realize that it's a kind of, I do it when I want if I can set it up that way. Um, when you're dealing with other people and people are taking orders and you need to throttle that, that can get a little sticky. Uh, but I got around that. I said, hey, I am selling this stuff. And I used, I went through online listing methods and this and that. But I listed straight out that said, I only do this once a week. My comfrey was growing. My product was, was growing. My inventory, quote unquote, inventory was growing with me doing nothing. I didn't have to do anything. Once it was established, the rain came, uh, the rain didn't come, whatever. The plant grew. It got bigger. That was my inventory. But I set boundaries. I set boundaries to the fact that I was processing comfrey once a week. Sundays, every Sunday. Uh, my biggest year of sales. Corey and I were talking about it the other day because I'm going through a lot of uh, back data on sales and growth and things like that to advise people that are getting started with the Comfrey. Um, I set boundaries and the year that I did my best on the farm before we took off, I sold Comfrey from the day that I could get us or the week that I could get a shovel in the ground till the week I couldn't. Um, from, from frost out to frost coming in. Well, it wasn't frost yet, but there was snow. I couldn't dig through the snow. Uh, and then I shut my ad down. If I had done that every time an order came in, if an order came in and I ran out and I dug it and I put it, I packaged, packaged it and shipped it out. I would have been so busy and hated myself. I would have hated my life. I would have quit running comfrey, but I set boundaries I set boundaries out and I said, I will take as many orders as you can put out and I will process them once a week. And I stuck to it. I really stuck to it. And it was just another day I was going to work. It wasn't even a whole day. I, I blocked out a few hours every week that I processed this. 
that built into probably one of the most sustainable and long running side hustles that I've ever come up with. And I think the key to it was setting those boundaries, not getting burned out, taking a couple hours during the week, sprinkled throughout the week to promote my, my listings, to promote my ads, nothing physical, nothing really time consuming. It was stuff I could do before I went to bed. And then the physical work that I knew how long it was going to take was once a week. It was pretty easy to add on, keeping it small. But by keeping it small, it grew. It really did, I think. Um, I was able to set expectations, customer expectations. I was able to focus on the work uh, when, I was, when it was a dedicated time to do that. I wasn't doing anything else. I knew on Sunday mornings, I did, or Sunday afternoons, I let orders come in till the very last minute on the morning. But I knew that that was concrete time. I knew that that's what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't schedule anything else. If things were going sideways, I just had to stop, do the comfrey and get back to what I was doing. Dedicating, um, dedicating that time, setting those boundaries and really sticking to them was probably the best thing I could have ever done with that side hustle. So any advice, I mean, I'm going to talk about some other things here, but any advice I can give you is set those boundaries understand how much time you have understand how much time how much sleep you need you know i i go about six hours a night maybe six to seven and then every uh, couple weeks i really sleep long Corey is more of a she needs eight hours she needs a little more she needs a little less than eight um you're all different we're all different we all need different amounts of sleep um man set your boundaries Set your time limits when you're thinking about getting your side hustle going. And if you're already if you're already balls deep into a uh, into a bunch, maybe it's time to really step back and evaluate how much time you're putting into things. Um, maybe it's time to really evaluate what uh, what you're focusing on. <coughs> personal uh, personal experience with this really recently was. Um, with my, my gravestone stuff, my graveyard stuff, I was very, I'm very passionate about that. I, I really got into, um, a good place going and spending time in the cemeteries. And as a byproduct of the time I was already spending there, I started videoing it. I started putting the videos out. I started, um, it was easy. I usually had them done while I was there. And it wasn't the main main objective while I was there. It wasn't the majority of the time I spent. I spent a lot of time there with no phone in my hand, no, uh, no anything, and really enjoying um, the connection, the feeling, the thoughts, the calmness that I was there. Well, I took that passion um, that I started feeling when I was there, uh, the drive to go do it more, to um, to take that time and dedicate it to it every week. And then I made the videos. The videos got popular and I said, okay, well, maybe I can spend some more time on this. And it slowly crept in and it slowly started eating more and more time. Uh, it, it, it took the time to produce the content. It took the time to do whatever else I had to do uh, to get it out there every day. Um, consistency, consistency, consistency in the content creation world. So uh, 
it was eating more and more time. Uh, I felt at that point that I wanted to get compensated for my time. And it clouded the fact why I was doing it originally. Uh, it was more of a, hey, this is really spun into accumulating and, uh, and occupying a lot of my time. And I don't feel that the benefit, the juice isn't worth the squeeze at this point. So I, I, um, I dedicated myself to doing more um, and spending even more time. And it, it, it just didn't work out. Uh, as we came into a reevaluation of the show, a real evaluation of the lots project, what we're focusing on, what I'm focusing on, um, and did a hard analysis of why I was doing everything. Um, the long-term goals. It didn't make the cut. I still go, still stop. Um, and hopefully in the future, when when things when things calm down, when things are kind of um, more on autopilot, I don't want to say autopilot, but uh, workloads are less. Uh, I don't have as much going on. I might get back to documenting it, but I I do that for personal reasons. And I tried to turn it into a side hustle and it wasn't appropriate. So always be able to stop and reevaluate what you've decided, um, what you've decided to do, why you've decided to do it. Not everything has to be monetized. Everything can be monetized. Everything can. Um, that's that's the beauty of side hustles. That's the beauty. You can pick anything, and there's a way to monetize it. Uh, you might not know how. You might not. Uh, you might have to look and dig and uh, be creative, or talk to someone else, or, uh, or or maybe pick something else. But really, anything out there can get monetized. So that is. Um, that is the wide open world. But once you pick it, you really have to make sure that you understand how much time you're getting into. One way to um, one way to do it, like I mentioned just a minute ago, is to set goals and and set set reasons, set um, intentions for this side hustle. What is it going to be? What is the what is the goal of this? Am I going to be able to uh, go on an extra vacation every year? I wanna I wanna make five thousand dollars a year so I can take an extra vacation. I wanna buy my kid a car when he turns sixteen. I want to save up for something special I've been wanting to buy my whole life. Um, there are there are things like that goals you can set like that. Maybe you want to uh, be able to scale back your job. Maybe that's an option in your scheduling where you can get scheduled back to only working part time if you have the money to compensate what you're doing, what you're losing. Excuse me, the wage you're losing by dialing back. Um, it it's really having the the end goal as you're coming into it really helps you focus on what you're doing. I didn't have the end goal in the the graveyard scenario. It came out of nowhere. It um, it was something I just started because of my wife. I, I tagged along with a walk she was on and and realized and um, I've told the story before, but yeah, it just it just happened. Um, never really intended anything to come of it happened to throw a video up and it, it was um, it was kind of popular. 
So I kept with it and um, and didn't really sit down and, and, and plot a course. It just kind of manifested itself. And that's something you really never you never want it to happen because it usually doesn't um, it doesn't work out for the best. Let things manifest, let ideas come, but definitely have a goal to start with. Have that maybe general goal, maybe specific goal. I want to make X amount of dollars in the following year to do this. Set a course to do it. Figure out, figure out. I mean, you can extrapolate things very easily. I want to make $10,000 and my product makes $1 per product. I need to sell 10,000 products to gross $10,000, but it takes me seven hours to make each product. So when you sit back and you really, when you really look at it, what is it? Is it your passion product project that you're were you are okay with spending seven, seven hours to make a dollar? That's perfectly fine. That part of the equation is perfectly fine. I need to make $10,000 and I can make a dollar per unit. That's fine. You ten, make, send 10,000, spend 10,000, excuse me, sell 10,000 units and make your $10,000. Where the linchpin comes in is, do I actually have enough hours in the day to make 10,000? Do I have a sales outlet for those 10,000? Do I have a plan to make it so that I can do these in less than seven dollars so, or seven hours, so that dollar is worth it. So the juice is worth the squeeze. Or is it a passion? And maybe I should just spend those seven dollars on that widget, seven hours on that widget, and sell it and just be happy I made a dollar. You need to determine that for you. But if you're looking at something going, I need to make this half my income and you extrapolate out the hours and you're making a fraction of what you could hourly, is that time best spent focused on that? Will it ever make up that portion of your income or are you just spinning your wheels and frustrating yourself and being tired and burned out? So it's, it's, a, it's definitely um, a consideration to think about as you get in where you want to be, how you're going to get there, literally how you're going to get there. And, and that helps you determine the purpose of that side hustle. I want to, um, I'm going to move on here. So in those goals, in those strategic goals, you're going to really want to, um, to figure out your, your why's. Make sure they align with your uh, with your principles. That makes it a lot easier to achieve those whys. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, yeah. Set those goals. Set a plan. Really dig in to make sure it's achievable. It's easy to say, okay, well, I'm going to start doing this, and I'm just going to spin it up, and I'm going to replace my job. But with no hard facts, no numbers, and no path, it, are you really? Are you really? How are you going to get there? You might end up finding out that you're in that seven hour for a dollar um, scenario and you didn't know it because you never looked down that road. Um, another way to uh, really balance the, the, the daytime job, that side hustle, um, man, set those boundaries. Set those boundaries. Um, set 
time like I did with the Comfrey, I do it after work for an hour. I do it after work for two hours. I do it for an hour before I go to bed, after my kids go to bed. I uh, I do it for a total of four hours a day. I, I grab an hour before work. I grab an hour on the train home and then two hours before I go to bed. But really set those time barriers. Um, really set in, set in times for breaks um, where you where you really get away in a transition time. Are you going from your day job to that side hustle? Have a break in there. Go get a go get a, a a soda. Go get a cup of coffee. Go sit in a park and have a glass of water and a sandwich. But definitely just stop and then start again. Um, when we go job to job to job to job with no break, uh, we feel like we don't have any breaks. We don't have any downtime. And the body says, eventually the body says, screw you. Your brain says, screw you. Um, you need some times to rest in between short rest not overnight like get your sleep for sure but during the day you need you need the up and downs um i'm really trying to dive into a lot of um short segment working um not like i'm on in a totally different world right now with everything being melded together like i was talking about earlier uh i have the show I have the comfrey stuff. I have consulting. I have uh, Tim's property project I'm working on. Uh, some other things that are spinning out right now. Uh, but really chopping those into shorter segments and moving and changing, changing focus, focusing hard on one thing for a shorter period of time, getting more accomplished before I get tired, and then taking a break and doing it again. I think that strategy can really, um, I think that strategy can be used in a, a macro scale with a, a job and a side hustle. Uh, you have that job. You have to go focus on it. You're mentally have to be present. Hopefully you're in a job. You have to mentally be present or maybe not, maybe not. Um, but take that break, take that, that solid transition break where it's you and you don't have to worry about that side hustle. You don't have to worry about innovating. Take some time. It may be five minutes. It may be an hour. It all depends on your schedule. So taking regular breaks. Meditation has worked really well for me, especially in those breaks. Uh, sitting down and really just letting your brain do its thing. I think some of my, my best ideas, uh, my best solutions to problems, things of that nature, have really come out of that um, quote unquote meditation time. And it really is what you make of it. I say meditation and you think of the monk sitting up there, oh, all of that, you know, just just being still and quiet and letting your brain kind of do its thing without being forced to concentrate on anything else can really get you there. Um, I've really gotten, um, I've really started to enjoy our outside shower here. Um, and the water flow, that was something that I always uh, was drawn to in back before we moved when we were in our sticks and bricks was um, thinking in the shower. There's a natural draw to humans, to water, to running water, to the sound of water. Um, we're like 70% water, so it all kind of makes sense. But for me personally, the the running water, the water hitting me, the sound, 
And the fact that, you know, I'm in the shower, I can, I can zone out. No one's expecting to interact with me. Well, I mean, maybe, but a, a majority of the time, no one's, uh, no one's wanting to interact with me. And I can just, um, I can just slow down and breathe and sit and listen to the water and listen to the rhythm listen to myself and man my brain goes where it needs to go if i have a tough problem uh usually it, it pops out using meditation to brainstorm your side hustle to um to contemplate issues to really streamline uh to make it more efficient to go a different direction meditation can help your brain knows what it needs to do you just need to listen to it um um so you have meditation and then you need time for yourself you definitely definitely need time to get away from both of those things from the job the paycheck job you need to take time you need to go away from the job you need to get away from the side hustle you need time to do something you enjoy not something you have to do something you want to do um, it gets in, it gets very sticky when you, uh, when you use a, a passion to spin out your side hustle, a lot of, uh, a lot of times you're going to focus on that passion as your leisure time. Uh, and a lot of times when that happens, you end up hating it. It's not your leisure time anymore. It's a delicate balance. And I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's a, it's a very fine line to walk. I love it so much. I love doing it so much that I want to do it all the time. And eventually you don't love it that much anymore. You loved it because you did it sporadically. You did it to get away. You did it for that, um, that stress relief or getting away from that J-O-B. <coughs> so when that turns into a, a pressure point, when it turns into a stressor and it was your release of that stress, it was your decompression time. It can get a little sticky. It can get a little hairy. Now, I advise that you look at your passions to figure out what you want to do for a side hustle. It's one of the best ways to do it. Well, how can it be one of the best ways and one of the worst ways and one of the most dangerous ways? You have to understand. You have to understand that going in. You have to take that advice earlier of setting a course, setting a goal, setting a plan, and getting yourself breaks and getting yourself um, getting yourself that time away. Take that passion and run with it, but be willing to do it for your side hustle and find something else, even if it's nothing at all to do to break away. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. I did it myself over and over and over my farm or time on the farm. Comfrey was the greatest thing that happened to me. Like I learned how it works right. How to do that side hustle right. How to set boundaries. How to stay away from it. How to promote it. But not grow it too big and not too fast. And as you're growing it, thinking of other ways to monetize it. Other ways to make it more efficient. Make it more streamlined. Make it easier for you. Easier for you. <laughs> to make that little extra money or maybe spin it into a full-time thing without ruining that for you. That's simple, guys. That's simple. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, I just want to touch on some things, touch on some, uh, touch on some side hustles that people have uh, thrown in the, the comments. Some of the things that I've done, uh, some of the things I see people doing out in the community uh, and, and some of the successes they've had. Uh, one person I wanted to mention, I don't know if he's listening. I don't, I know he's always super behind on podcasts, but, uh, man, Yozik, Yozik, the man out there, uh, he's, he's, uh, very active in the two chip chicks homestead community. Uh, he's active in Toolman Tim's community, uh, all around growth. I see him out there, man. That guy is a hustler, a hustler for sure. I don't know how he balances it. I don't know if it's sustainable, but the man hustles hard. He's got uh, he's got a freeze dryer. He's doing freeze dried stuff. He's uh, he's he's doing candy. He's also processing uh, processing fruits and vegetables and things for people. Um, he's really got that freeze dryer where he's dialing it in, figuring that out. He does um, side hustle maintenance work, handyman, uh, landscaping, things like this. And this is all on top of his day job. The man leaves his day job. Uh, and I, he's constantly saying, I'm heading to do another job. I'm bidding a job. I'm doing this or that. But I also see the leisure time in there. He's got a great balance. He schedules his time effectively. He knows his goals. He knows his focus. And he's playing out the plan. It's perfect. If you're not in one of those communities on Telegram and you haven't bumped into him, you haven't heard him um, or seen anything he's talked about, Definitely, uh, definitely scope him out. Uh, say hi. He is, uh, he's a super cool guy and very, uh, very open to uh, conversation. Uh, so if you need some tips or, uh, or advice, I think he's doing it great. I, uh, I honestly think he's doing it great. And, uh, and I'm impressed all the time when I see, uh, the motivation there. Uh, but the, the dedication and the discipline to get it all done and still, post about that leisure time still post about that uh that time with his family his kids his new uh fiance and uh, i can't remember if they've actually tied the knot already or if it's uh if it's pending still i apologize but um yeah yozik's doing it right for sure um i did it uh, right and wrong i've done it wrong a ton of times over my life uh i didn't follow these steps I didn't set goals. I didn't set a strategy. I didn't lay things out until I did. Um, and the difference is night and day. The difference is definitely night and day. Let's uh, let's hit some of these uh, these um, side hustles in the in the comments. Gingerbread Farm says he's a gigolo. Um, I've always wanted to do that, but I can't even give it away most of the time, so I don't know how I'm going to get paid. Backwoods Butcher, he uh, he he said he threw out there that he does Euro skull mounts uh, for a side hustle uh, as as far as uh, taxidermy. Um, I don't know. Is that considered taxidermy when you don't when you're not stuffing the animal, when you're just stripping it down to um, stripping it down to the skull? Anyway, uh, those white skulls you see people shoot a deer or they got a they got a, a, a cow that they uh they they put the skull mount up on their uh on their wall or on the the gate or at their, their ranch or whatever that's a european uh, skull mount euro skull mount uh he got into that we've talked at length uh on different shows and privately about the fact that he got burned out by it the juice wasn't worth the squeeze 
Um, he thought it was great until it wasn't. He enjoyed doing it until he didn't. Uh, and that can happen. That can happen, taking it on and really trying to make it a side hustle. Uh, Rachel, uh, Rachel from Rewilder Life said her side hustle is the Modern Homesteading Podcast. Rachel, you, uh, you as well as me are an eternal side hustler. And uh, I think we are more comfortable making side hustle, a bunch of side hustles, a full thing. Uh, but yes, Rachel is is uh, is solidly entrenched in the Modern Homestead podcast, uh, her cleaning business, uh, and all her other ventures. And like I said, she's going to be speaking at the Indiana Homesteading Conference here this fall. Um, check out her podcast, the Modern Homesteading Podcast. She does a fantastic job uh, with her and her, her co-host. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely a good listen. Definitely check it out, Modern Homesteading Podcast. Pip, uh, our history guy from Duction Cups, I haven't done history in a few days, and uh, and Pip's Pip's down there in Florida getting ready to get whacked by a hurricane. But he said uh, junkyard parts flipping, um, Kydex gun holsters, used tires, dealership takeoff parts, and uh, flipping them, flipping cars. Um, Pip is a Pip is an old school side hustler too, for sure. Uh, definitely filling his days with more of his own things than someone else's uh and um it may be time to try to take that uh, a little further another side hustle that's that's uh that i'm i'm privy to and i'm, I'm getting to participate in and that i'm really enjoying looking at is um is duction cups guys i talked about it every day when i did the history uh, talked about it quite a bit on the show i um that's coming out of a side hustle. That's coming out of somebody's idea that um, that they're doing on the side. They're building it, and I think they're at a point where we they need to go through this evaluation. The whys, the the hows, the the juice squeeze equation, and really determine the st next step forward to make that what it needs to be. And what it needs to be is whatever works for the person doing it. You don't need to make a million dollars. You don't need to make a dollar. You can do whatever you want. If you do it for the love of it, it's still a side hustle if you're providing value. It doesn't have to be monetary. Maybe you're building social credit. Maybe maybe you're making money, whatever. Do it for you. Do it for the right reasons and definitely make a plan is the biggest thing that can save that work-life balance with that work-work-life balance, that job, that side hustle, and your life. You do have other things to focus on. Um, yeah, guys, uh, beyond that, I uh, let's see, Kyle uh, Kyle said he did big too quick on the, on the skull mounts. Um, it's got decent money, but it takes some time, and it takes a lot of effort. And that's the thing. Kyle also says that his current side hustle is content creation. And no return on investment yet. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you don't have return on investment. I'm um, I'm thinking you're being short-sighted on your return as, uh, as, as monetary, as financial. Because I think you've gained a lot of uh, community, um, a lot of value add to others that, have, that has come back to you and will continue to come back to you in the long run. So, um, yeah, guys, that's about it. That's that's what I have. Um, you know, tomorrow, I like I've teased earlier tomorrow, we're going to be talking about AI. 
embracing that AI revolution and how it's transform transforming content creation, uh, how content creation is made, how it is laid out, the efficiency of it, the time it takes. Uh, Kyle says he's putting uh, putting as much into content creation as if not more than his uh, butcher shop. Might be a good uh, good idea to listen tomorrow, Kyle, and catch up on AI and the different things coming out of it. But today with those uh, side hustles, and if you have questions, um, hit me up. Hit me up on the site, thelotsproject.com. I do a three free thirty minute consult. Uh, we can talk about your side hustle, what you got going on. Maybe you need some help figuring out how to get it to where you want to get it. Or um, man, that tough decision of maybe wanting to scale it back or shut it down. Maybe you need somebody to say it's okay. I don't know. Maybe you're looking for a side hustle and you want to talk to me about uh, getting into that comfrey business I started uh, and talked about earlier. And uh, and doing that for yourself, growing that on a uh, on a on a small scale, on a large scale, but really letting it develop. And uh, and the course will be planned out there for you already. Not a course that you're going to take. The plan of action, the the way to get to the end is already laid out. Check it out at thelotsproject.com. You can sign up, talk to me for thirty minutes. You get a free ebook, uh, free about the basics of Comfrey, and I'll lay out the, your steps to getting to that side hustle journey. Other than that, guys, I hope you're enjoying the new format. I really like bringing this uh, a lot of information. I still get to enjoy that coffee talk up front in the morning and uh, and get to interact with you guys live. But uh, the value of the show, I think, has gone up. I think the content put out, the information put out has uh, increased and will only get better. Uh, like I said, this is the day three, guys. I'm still still kind of playing with formats um, for my side, my notes, my uh, my outlines, things like that to make it better. Uh, but you can only go up from here. I think I got the timing down pretty good. Um yeah. Other than that, guys, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it on thelotsproject.com or at Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and catch up with you tomorrow for that discussion on AI.